What's this podcast called? Sepsis from Planet Weird. Podcast from Planet Weird. Oh, luck of the Irish. More like freak me in the eyeballs. I love this movie. No! <laughs> I told you not to bring up prom in oh, this episode. Oh, you want to talk about prom, Mama? Drama Kaflama, baby. I was nominated for winner for more. Goddamn! Hello, welcome to episode 301. Oh my god, hello gamers. Did you see the Instagram? No. You didn't see that I photoshopped you on onto the poster for 300? Oh my god, no. Just to celebrate 300 episodes. Let me see. You look good. I buy that you could be in that film. Oh my god, why do I look hot? Okay, so is this you look the, like you could be Spartan kicking people. Is this is this is this you telling me that I need to work out? No, it's me telling who's the guy that made that Zack Snyder mm-hmm. to cast brown people in, in his, his films. films. Wow. Mm, wow. Yes. Well, you know what? People can't make films because there's a writer strike right now, and that's good. And that's good. Um, welcome to episode 301. It's, we're in our 300s era. It's it's different? I don't know. It's giving 30s. It's giving we're almost 30. Mm -hmm. It's giving we're almost 30 and we have yet to get a paid sponsor. Well. I'm looking at you, Casper Mattress. I still don't have a bed. Formally. Tomboy X, if you're listening, I love your underwear. I'm literally wearing them. Here's some. Here's some other ones I have. Love wow. Your, love your stuff. Sarah, how comfortable are the underwear? Please describe. They're very comfortable. They're my favorite underwears. That That's I not wear. how an ad sounds. Make it sound like an act. This is our audition. No, I'm not going to give them a free ad. Oh, they can contact yeah. us. But yet but, you're supporting post-its. Mm-hmm, I see you. I do have some post-its in my, my little background here. Because, ooh, we're talking about Romy and Michelle today. And they invented post-its. Ooh, ah, you sure did. Um, why did why, how did you get the post-its in your lower third? That was just there. <laughs> It's part of the picture? Yeah, it's part of the picture. It's from oh, like their shit. website from when they did like when everyone was uploading like Zoom backgrounds. Oh, okay. They okay. had the section on their website and uh, yeah, they don't want you using this without knowing that it's the official post-its. It just looks so crazy because it's like Company. it's like the background then it's you and then oh my god. Yeah, it looks like yeah, I put a lower third in there just so everyone knows these are name brand post-its. Um, which Romy and Michelle invented. Um, speaking of being almost 30, how was your birthday? Yes. Mm-hmm. I did nothing. I don't I don't want to celebrate my birthdays anymore. They're never like super fun. Like you usually love your birthday though. You usually like everyone talk about me, me, me. I Give mean me did my it... free things. I mean, usually I am, but like straight up, I'm not even lying when I say I forgot my birthday about a week ago. Like a week before my birthday, a friend texted me. They're like, are you excited for next week? I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. They're like, um, it's your birthday. And I said, oh, because it's my birthday. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. um, 
Yeah. So I, I didn't do much of anything. Um, my sister made me a cake. I'll send you a picture. Insert picture here now. Mm-hmm. It's a very cute cake. I guess I could just show you. Yeah. Let me, let me show you. I remember a couple years ago, Frankie and I heard them singing to you over FaceTime. That was cute. And we heard during, you eating your cake. During the darkest times. Look, mm -hmm. this is the cake name Elfa. Okay, it's a little stick figure. It says, it 28. says 28, and then it has a little cake. Okay. It's the very effort meta. was very strong. It's very meta. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a movie within a movie. Love that. It was great. Um, but I had that cake like three days after my birthday. So, um, it's what kind was it? Vanilla, um, bread. Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any details. It was. Well, bread it wasn't. Cake. It was made it... out of bread. Okay. Um. And it have like a this maybe vanilla. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't have like it wasn't tres leches. I'll tell you that. A friend once made me tres leches cake, but I got so drunk that I never got to eat any, and I'm sad about it to this day. Okay. <laughs> Wait, which sister made it? Lupe. That's that's what I thought. Lupe Fiasco. Lupe. She first asked me, um, can you send me pic a picture of you at your best? Like, whenever you think you look the best. And I was like, okay. So I sent her three. And then as a gag, I sent her the blue one of me eating a chicken wing. <laughs> yeah. Insert photo here. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then she was like, you know what? I just saw that one and I, and I wanted to do this. And I said, interesting how that was inspiration for this photo. But okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know how she was. She gonna use icing to draw the. I have no clue. I don't know what her, I don't know what the intent was, but I would like to see what she would have done at her full capacity. Okay, well, Juan, as you know, it's it's May. It's Mona May. We're celebrating the incredible costumes of of Miss Mona May this month. Ms. Mona May, she has an accent. She has an accent. I, I don't know. It. I think she's German or maybe. I don't know. Some sort of European. Um, I mean, isn't that all that's over there? Besides, like, Asia? We talked about Clueless, which was, like, her first big, big-time movie and probably her most iconic of the costumes. Her big-time rush. People forget about Romy and Michelle and how iconic these costumes are so why don't we go ahead and dive into Romy and Michelle's high school reunion let's do it speaking of high school reunions before we even get going on the on the descriptors did you go to did you get invited to yours <laughs> No. Me either. I don't know how they would contact me. I was thinking about that because, like, it's I... been 10 years since we graduated this year. Yeah. So, actually, funny story. After I watched this movie, I was like, let's go on Facebook. Right? Like, already we're starting, off, we're already starting off on the wrong foot. Um, because I figured, like, my 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 friends who were, uh, were seniors were a year older than me, right? My friends were a year older than me. They got invited to theirs via a Facebook group, which I'm like, 
very what like i get it's like a quick and easy way to find people but like do you not have like a an email a book an email book um but i went on there and my student body president at the time um had friend requested me about 14 weeks ago oh <laughs> so i wonder what they're planning i wonder what it was <laughs> So, and I think I would have gotten invited if mm -hmm. I had answered that request. But also, like, do you need to be, like, friends with someone to, like, invite them to a group or, like, an event? Also, couldn't a they friend have, just tell you, like, I don't, do you have to be formally invited or can a friend just be like, here's the info? Hey, okay, also, here's the tea. I'm not friends with many people of my grade. Not even, like, one that you could get the info from? I have one, but I think he also probably wasn't invited. Oh, okay. Actually, let me ask him right now. We'll get, mm. the, we'll get, we'll get a play-by-play. -play. This is going to be a real-time, like, interesting. But yeah. I bet he wouldn't have gone. Because, like, the thing is, it's, like, my group of friends, I think they would have gone. But I think we also don't like each other right now. The old, the older kids or the, just... my, like my grade. Okay. The, I'm friends with one of them. Like we still speak, but the other ones, they're like recluse spiders. But also, like, I actually I lied. I I have another. I have like two people that I like fairly regularly like make conversations with. Maybe they didn't get it. I'm gonna do some sleuthing. Okay. I I'm not on Facebook. First of all, I know I you delete I assume they that's how they would contact you. Um, although, like, obviously, like, for, like, our parents and stuff, they didn't have Facebook. Like, there were ways of contacting them. You think they would just do an email list or, like, address list? Well, because, like, those are stuck in the school records, no? Like, they probably have, like, a list of all our shit. Yeah, probably. Um, but even if I was invited, I wouldn't go. I don't I'm just not a party person, and that doesn't sound fun to me. I feel like I've, I keep up with the people that I want to, to via like Instagram. Um, and when you say keep up, do you mean casually looking at their photos but never actually engaging? No, like I'm, I, I'm, oh. I follow like a couple people. Okay. From high school, but like literally probably like five. <laughs> yeah, like not many, and like. I don't like talk to them constantly. I'm just like, oh, good to see that they're doing well. Just good to keep up with them. But mm -hmm. that's really it. Um, also, my of my class president. I don't know if he was student body or just like our senior class, but like he was like an annoying white boy, um, mm. and he like like. I remember, like, at an Got assembly. arrested on January 6th. <laughs> Where was he? Where was he? Um, <laughs> I remember, like, at an assembly, he, like, asked his, like, like, a girl to homecoming. It's like, why do we have to be here for this? Not Wait, to, not to made... pull up. It was very, like, prom-packed for those that have watched the new Disney movie, Prom-Packed with Milo Mannheim and... Peyton Elizabeth Lee. Did was, he organize a student body? It, it wasn't 
it wasn't an assembly just for that. Like he just like tacked it on. I think this this was literally the same. Did you guys? We've talked about this before. Did you ever have the electrolytes perform at your school? Hell no. We never had that cult fucking yeah. pyramid scheme up in my bitch. Yeah. So for those that don't know, you okay. think you think they were gonna advertise to a bunch of ghetto Hispanic kids? True. And I went to a school with a lot of, a lot of rich white kids. Exactly. Like they were not fucking with us because they said they're gonna they're gonna take it. They're gonna they keep it on the are some of them or all of them not POC? I don't remember. But for those that don't know, I didn't even know till they showed up. Everyone like we had a student council was acting like, oh, it's so cool. It's like here's the electrolytes like surprise performance for no fucking reason. And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? You said, oh no, they're gonna sell Jabberwockies. <laughs> Why can no one afford the Jabberwockies? Let's talk about they're it. They're too big. But the electrolytes were like this dance crew from like they were on America's Best Dance Crew, right? Uh huh. But wasn't one of them or like one of the guys who like managed them or something like a youth pastor or something? Like I was, something I weird. Gonna say a pedophile. No. Probably. Also, electrolytes, that's just Gatorade, bitch. Actually, there's a electrolytes that I that I really like called Electrolit. Um, Electrolit? Yeah. They're from Gilbert, Arizona. They were on the seventh season oh. of America's Best Dance Crew. Oh. Um oh, all I think male. I remember. Oh. They said fuck fuck women. You know who were my favorite in on America's Best Dance Crew? Do you remember Blueprint Crew? I didn't watch the show. That's why oh, I had shit. To, when they showed up, I was like, I don't know who these people are. You said, I'm wrong. No, I swear that, like, one of the people, one of the dudes was like, like I think there was some weird, and it's Gilbert, so, you know, I think there was some weird youth pastor type of shit. Something was weird. There's anyway. always something. It can never just be something normal. It always got to be something. God's got to be somewhere. He just has to be somewhere. God has to keep me dancing. Well, anyways, at this assembly where they perform for some reason, then he, like, our student council president, like, asked a girl to homecoming. And I'm like, why are we here? Like, go do this in your own time. Like, this doesn't need to be done in front of the whole school. Because prom has to be a spectacle. It's a spectacle sport. I don't even know if it was prom. I think it was just homecoming. But anyway, even worse. But also, our our student council president was also like, I knew him since um, junior high. Like we were in Spanish class together, and then eventually, like uh, sophomore year, we had English class together. But he like I. He would always, like, say hi to me and try to talk to me. Like, try to be nice. He was, like, a quote-unquote... He's a nice person. But it, I could tell it's and just, like... you he, were the bit. Oh. What? I was gonna say, you were the bitch. You're, the, you're that one girl from this movie that's like, fuck you. Heather Mooney. Yeah. yeah well, like, I, I think No one just, wants to be my friend. Fuck off. I think he just took, like, oh, I don't talk a lot in class. I must not have any friends. Like, I'm gonna be nice to this person. Even though it's, like... I don't talk in my English class because I don't fucking like any of you guys. And I'm just trying to get through this fucking English class. I'm not trying to be best friends with y'all. But he would always try to be like like extra nice to me and everything. And it just felt like, oh, you just think I'm like a weird loner. And I'm like, I don't need this. I really Sarah, don't. Sarah, he wanted to do the classic teen movie to you. He that's what it, that's to, what it felt like. And he I was just wanted to get you to take your ponytail bait. down. 
and let your beautiful hair flow at the time. That's what it was. And I just wasn't taking the bait. I was like, you can he keep wanted- saying hi to me in the hallway and being super nice, acting like we're friends. But homie, you're just like. He wanted to another team comedy you. Little white Mormon boy who like hangs with the tries to hang with the popular crowd. Like he somehow wedged his way in there. I don't know. He did it. But uh, and now he's the governor of Florida. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if he somehow tracks me down and tries to invite me to this reunion and I'll go. No. They would have happened already. Really? Yes, they happen around prom. Oh. I thought, I don't know, I just assumed like it could be any time this year. No, because I think... Could it? No, because it would have coincided with like graduation. I don't know. Anyways, let's dive into Romy and Michelle's high school reunions, not our high school reunions. Okay. So Romy and Michelle's high school reunion is a 1997 American comedy film directed by David Merkin and starring Mira Sorvino, Lisa Kudrow, and Janine Garoppolo. Yes. Stop right there. Who is Renee Garoppolo? Yes, directed by David Merkin, who also worked on uh, Gary Shandling Show, The Larry Sanders Show, um, New Heart. These are some old ass um, 80s and 90s television shows. Um, Also worked on The Simpsons. Ever heard of it? He was a showrunner for season five and six. Co-wrote The Simpsons movie. The so. Simpsons? The Simp Sons, yes. The Simp Sons. Yes. And uh, this was written by Robin Schiff. And we'll get into the backstory of this, but basically this was a play. Lisa Kudrow was involved in, from it from the very beginning. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. But um, anyways, the plot revolves around two 28-year-old women who appear to have not achieved much success in life and decide to invent fake careers to impress former classmates at their 10-year high school reunion. And that's all I wanted to do. Mm. And we are two 28-year-old people who have not achieved much success in life. And I, okay, I had, I was about to have a very existential crisis while watching this movie. like severe mm. crisis mm-hmm. i almost texted you and i said what are we doing <laughs> i almost i almost literally went hey what is the point of this what are we doing if we are not internet famous celebratas at this point in our lives we are 28 year olds we are 28 year olds in our bedrooms Mm-hmm. You have at least a fake environment that you can blend into post-its. You could, too. I could, too, but my computer doesn't like it. Oh. She gets fucked up. Um, um, what are we doing? Listen, I think maybe 20, maybe even 10 years ago, it was a lot easier to become successful post high school like a lot more successful people will probably go into their reunions i think these days honey you're lucky if you're still alive that's my theory like you're lucky 
who is like I think careers are dead, dreams are dead, like who's doing what they who's, really want to be doing these days, yeah, like in I our mean, generation. I mean can afford to. Listen, I, all I'm saying is the kids that went to an Ivy League school from my graduating class that I also like vicariously follow, like I do that thing where like I follow some people, I just don't talk to them on on Instagram. They're married and have PhDs. Okay, and probably a lot of debt. Yeah, that they're paying off. Like yeah. it's. But all I think relative. some of them are doctors. It's all relative. Like I don't know. It's. Yeah, well, like, if you go into something like that, like, there's always that meme of, like, stop, you know, stop becoming movie critics, we need electricians. Like, if you go into those careers like that, like, yeah, you'll be sure to be, like, have a good career. But, like, otherwise, a lot of people are just doing jobs they don't want to do so they can pay the bills to survive. And that's just real. So they can just live. They can just keep the lights on and Stop trying to be movie critics. We need electricians. Food in their mouth. Yeah, you don't know that. I mean, people always say that. Stop trying to be content creators. We need doctors. Um. The the other. Di- I mean, content creators can go straight to hell. I'll say that for sure. Is like, that not what we are? We're not making money off of yeah. this. Not yeah, yeah. Well, we do make some money from Patreon. Shout out to the not- Patreon. Yay! But like, no, we're not full time. People. Yeah, like, what I'm saying is we, that, like, I can't just exclusively survive off of this. Yeah, no, 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 no. I can't even afford a meal off of this. Yeah, we can. I paid I paid you back for concert tickets using this money. Okay. <laughs> and good, and good. You That was a, a request on Venmo that was there for months, and you paid it back. And I still have two others. And you'll get there. So, you'll get and there. I'll get there, and I promise you I'll get there. The same mm-hmm. way I've promised. Okay, also, okay, so uh, just quickly before we go, I know I've derailed this severely. Um, uh, my friends, my, my, my friends who are a year above me, their high school reunion was in November. So actually, you might be right. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why I assumed it's not just like an invite. It's also asking, like, everyone's schedule, maybe. Although, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's that. Okay. I don't think well, it also great. just depends on like where where and when you can book a venue. Yeah. When it's so available. I I think I think there's still I don't want to say there's hope because I really don't want to show up and be like, yeah. <laughs> what if we swap and I go to yours <laughs> and you go to mine? <laughs> and you and I say I'm you and you say I'm you're me. Or you just try to be like, guys, remember me? Remember Juan? And no one knows. <laughs> You guys remember me? It's that bit of like they did it on like the news Saved by the Bell and, and they did it on Raven's Home too, where like it's like a reboot and like a new character will show up and be like, guys, I was there in high school with you. And then they do flashbacks where they like digitally impose them into all the backgrounds <laughs> of the shots. Like I, there I was in the background when you guys were you I, know it's cheering like season, at the basketball game. It's season I think it might be season two. Season two of Community, when Jack Black is in the first episode, and they're like, I've been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a Community rewatch right now. Okay. I just got to, I can excuse racism, but I draw the line at You can excuse racism? Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Anyways, um, the characters from this film are taken from the stage play Ladies Room, which also featured Lisa Kudrow. More on that in a moment. But first, Juan, this movie came out April 25th, 1997. The budget was $20 million. What do you think the box office was? 30. Pretty dang close. 29.2. Oh. Oh. I'm back, yeah. baby. My guesstimations are back. You did good. The film received positive reviews from critics and is considered a cult classic. The cult. That's right, kids. This is a cult. Um, so, yes, the stage play Ladies Room um, featured the Romeo and Michelle characters in 1988. It was written by Robin Schiff. Um, so it was in the, the Groundlings. Ever heard of them? The Groundlings, the improv... I team i was gonna say are those the, the the little guys that live in the dirt and then like if you step on a mushroom they jump out and go hey oh that's that's in my head i don't know whether it's italian sure groundlings is like a improv um troop in la that like it's like a big deal usually if you've studied there a lot of famous people have come out of there um i'm sorry that i was I'm not, listen, I think I'm funny and I never graduated from the Groundlings Academy of Comedy. Uh, it's similar to like UCB, although I've heard UCB is way more like culty and you like see bitches tries to get you to pay for things. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but so Lisa Kudrow <laughs> was in the Groundlings with Robin Schiff, and uh, Lisa Kudrow played Michelle, just like in the movie. And Christy Meller played Romy. Romy. Robin Schiff, who, you know, wrote the stage play, said her inspiration for the characters uh, was loosely based just visually on these girls I used to see going into a club on Sunset Boulevard. You'd see these two friends and they looked like they got dressed together and were wearing different versions of the same thing. Slay. Slay. Uh, so then... Ladies Room, the play, was adapted into a sitcom pilot called Just Temporary with Lisa Crujo and Christy Meller in the roles again. But the pilot was not picked up. And around that time, um, Touchstone Pictures, which was owned by Disney, was trying to come up with like a female version of Wayne's World because, you know, Wayne's World was very popular in the 90s. Um, and everything has to be like Wayne's World. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Robin Schiff initially was reluctant to adapt the play into a film, thinking some scenes would not transfer well into the movie. I definitely get that. Sometimes you watch a, a movie based on like a player or like a theatrical piece and you're like, mm, you can you can tell this was a play trying to be a movie. Actually, you know, there's someone's I Yeah. Whenever I, I see a movie and it's just dialogue, 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 I'm like, this was a fucking play, wasn't it? And then I Google it and it says it was a play and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so smart. I knew it. I absolutely knew it. Okay, but there are some movies that do a really good job at that. Like There are some. Name I, five. Name, um, uh, oh, ah, I only know, okay, so I'm only going to name one. Um, I hope that's okay. Um, uh, have you seen Boys in the Band? Nor. It's good. But I'm sure it is, yeah. It's all gay. Every gay is gay. 
Um, even the straight is gay because he might be gay. We don't know. That's the whole point of the play. Um, it stars uh, Bazinga mm-hmm. in the main lead. I like him. I like him when he's not Bazingaing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great. It's a great movie. It has the guy that looks like it looks like Superman. Is he Henry Cavill? Sure, but it's not him. It's like another generic white man that looks like Superman. Okay. Okay. I don't know who that is. Could be anyone. Um, <laughs> anyways, so Robin Schiff, the writer, um, started thinking about what it might be like if these characters were invited to their high school reunion and they didn't realize that their lives hadn't amounted to anything until they were filling out the questionnaire. So then she started working on the script and spent five years developing it. And um, the rest is history, babes. The rest, we all can just figure out and guess. So obviously, Lisa Kudrow reprised the role and like her already being successful on Friends at the time was a huge part of the why it was able to get made. Um, Tony Collette what? was a strong contender for the role of Romy. Romy. Miss Tony Collette, she met with the director. Um, but the studio ended up offering the role to Mira Sorvino, who at that point was about to win a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for the film Mighty Aphrodite, which I looked up, and it's a Woody Allen movie. So, ah, mm-hmm. so why did I just sound like the dean? <laughs> <laughs> dean, ah. gay marriage. Anyways, um, filming. Did not take place in Tucson, sad to say, even though part of this Um, movie takes place in Tucson. It was filmed in Santa Clarita. The diet. The famous Santa Clarita Clarita diet. Gone too soon. Rest in peace to that show. The moment they canceled that show, I was like, I was like, if Drew Barrymore isn't safe, no one's fucking safe on Netflix. If like, America's sweetheart, Drewis Barrymoris. Drew Barrymore, who is in your face when, when you get interviewed by her. She's literally untouchable. She's on top of your lap. She's literally just there. enjoying the rain. I love her. Have you seen that video where she found the window? Yes! In like her like basement or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's finding joy and like all the shit she went through as a kid, you know. I, I I just learned about that through like a little uh essay YouTube essay that I fell into and I well, was no, like, I remember oh I God. showed you like a year ago. That's like, what it that was. You showed me talking about how she was doing drugs at age like fucking nine or whatever, and you were yeah. like, What? <laughs> yeah. Heroin. She went through some shit. Anyways, um, most of the movie's budget, well, not most. I mean, two hundred forty thousand dollars, which is a lot to me. I I don't know about y'all, but it was a lot to me. Um, no, it was it was for the licensing rights for time after time. Shut the hell up! That's crazy. Yes, and then obviously, did you say two hundred and forty dollars? Two hundred forty thousand. Oh shit. (laughs) $240. We could make that our theme song for just $240. I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. Um, and then obviously Mona May did the costumes and they are immaculate. Um Touchstone like conception. initially found David Merkin's final cut of the film to be too quirky and wanted to sweeten the tone. 
but David Merkin insisted on keeping the edgier tone. It's fucking, it's bright, it's, what is it, what do they say when the, when people are like, we're gonna take this childhood classic and make it when like, like realistic or some shit, when they make everything look brown and gross, like what they did with Power Rangers where they were like, it's not gonna be in the spandex suit, it's gonna be more, I don't know if there's a word for it, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's where my brain goes Britty? every time I hear edgy. Huh? You Gritty? No, he's a he's a hockey mascot. Gritty, okay. Um uh, this movie has become um a cult classic. They actually did a prequel TV film on ABC Family in two thousand five where Catherine Heigl played Romy and Alexandra Breckenridge um Remember was, her? You know her, right? Breckenridge sounds familiar. Uh, she was in She's the Man. You might know her from she played the young version of the Moira on uh first season of American Horror Story. Moira. Who was that? The redhead baby? The, the maid. Yes. Yes. And I remember her because we've talked about her before. And she on She's the Man when you told me that she played the maid, and I was like, who? The sexy maid? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and I guess she's also in the third season, but I don't recall. She's um she's a person. The, it said she's Kaylee in the third season. I know, I know who she is in the third season. She dies pretty fast. Mm. Um a musical adaptation of Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion premiered at the Fifth Avenue Theater in Seattle, Washington. Seattle famous for their musical theater. Mm. Um and it was directed um, by the director of Broadway's Rock of Ages. Ew. Remember that? Um, when that became a movie? I saw the movie on my birthday with my f- parents and my grandma. Um, I was like, damn, I'm so sorry, grandma. So sorry we <laughs> took you to this. <laughs> Pub- this is a public apology to yeah. my grandma. I don't think like I'm sure it's fine as a Broadway show. Just the movie and the movie isn't like the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just like I wouldn't like I haven't watched it again. Yeah. You know. Um but it had a uh, m- musical lyrics by Gwendolyn Safford and Brandon J. Um songs including Businesswoman Special, 10 Years, I Invented Post-its and Changing Lives One Outfit at a Time. So it sounds like this had original music and lyrics which is good not a not a jukebox musical like your rock of ages but i forgot to mention in the clueless episode that there was a musical adaptation of clueless yes that much like heather's the musical was never on broadway but it was on um off broadway it was just off of broadway because it's not on when it's not on broadway it's it's off of it Yes. And uh when the light isn't on, it's off. If the light is off, then it isn't on, just like yeah. Hillary Duff said. But Dove Cameron played Cher in the, the musical version of Clueless, which I think Slay. Is, as Slay, yes. Um Slay. I think Clueless the musical first of all, again, this is just us advocating for 
filmed versions of the stage performances. Please, God. But literally just do it. Don't do cats. Huh? So, yeah, so that people all over the the country and the world can have access to high-quality versions of these shows. We'll pay money for them. Come on. Just give me the... the, Just record cats on the stage. Because I can't see Dove's performance. I can't see the Heather's performance, you know, of these... The musicals way, and now they don't exist anymore and it's like come on the way that i would kill to go back and just rewatch our good judy our good friend what's her name <laughs> Brittany. our good friend Brittany. our good friend Brittany reprise her role as veronica mm-hmm. in heather's the musical because that was a sleigh that was really good and i'm glad we got to see that um, i saw it twice yeah no, it was really good. Wait, did we see it twice? I know you saw Anything Goes like 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. Anything Goes, more like Juan goes to every That's- showing. <laughs> every I basically went to fucking every showing of Anything Goes. It was wild. You were a super fan. You were all up in that cruise ship. They fucking knew me. But anyways, Clueless... I think got like mixed reviews musical wise. Um, And I think it's because it was a jukebox musical. Clueless deserves original music and lyrics for a big time musical. Like it could have been a Mean Girls the musical. It could have been a Legally Blonde the musical. Bring it on the musical. All those had original music and lyrics. I don't know why they didn't do that for Clueless. So they did a bunch of like 90s songs. But it's like jukebox musicals are really hard to pull off the only good jukebox musicals that i genuinely like are obviously mama mia mm-hmm. because it's all abba mm-hmm. um yeah that's a that's a theme yeah that and then the sense. other one would i mean the other the only other one besides that one technically that could be considered that is actually like one is like probably be uh, explore the, the universe other. What's it called? Across the Universe. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's like the only one. But that's also very themed because it's Beatles. Yeah, that one works really well because it's Beatles. And then like Moulin Rouge works, but that's also, it's like movie musical. I think it's really hard to just do a straight up jukebox musical on stage. Because people know the songs and it's like, eh. And then it's like, these don't really correlate to the... You're like forcing them to correlate into the yeah. yeah like people the have their own pre, like pre, what is it preconceived called? Idea. Their preconceived ideas of what the music like this like a song feels to them or like where they would see it in a movie. So when they see it in like a jukebox musical, it's like why would they do that here? You know, it's well, like, like mentality. across the universe and Moulin Rouge. They're like movie musicals, so they 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 could pick the songs first and then build a story around them. Mm-hmm. When you have a movie like clueless that you're gonna turn into a musical but you're you and then you have a list of all these 90s songs that you have to shoehorn into this but you have to follow the plot line of clueless you can't just go fucky wucky hard yeah you you can't build a natural like storyline out of the songs like that it's just too weird yeah Um, but i just wanted to mention that like it's very interesting that these two mona may classics have become musicals coincidence i think not Girls. Yes. Um, anyways, I do have um, a little bit of trivia for this movie. 
I jotted down some of the very interesting ones. Okay. So interesting, y'all. So interesting. In the dream reunion scene, when Romy and Michelle are on stage to see their award, receive their award, sorry, not just see it, not just look at it, <laughs> um, you can see just above the stage in the lights that are strung what looks like a banana on one side and a carrot on the other, just like the magnets that Christy put on Michelle's back brace in high school. What? I didn't notice that. They're saying... Time to go back. Strung up on the lights, you can see a banana and a carrot. Anyways, Alan Cumming. What a freaking legend. Do you know him? Queer icon. Floop. Who, what, where, way, when, and why, bitch. Oh. Love him. Um, he owns a bar in New York City called Club Cumming, where every Saturday the bar People hosts... People come. A Romy and Michelle themed day involving 90s music, uh, DJ requests written on post-it notes, and scarf folding sessions. Yes! Station oh my god. Up. Okay, wait. So the I need to go to Alan Cummings Club is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram and I think he's always posting about like What's it called? What's the club called? I just told you. Club Cummings. Club Cumming. And um, I'm coming. I love Alan Cumming so fucking much. I just binge watched both seasons of Schmigadoon. I don't know if y'all have watched yet, that but like a racial slur. Schmigadoon, highly recommend. Uh, if you love musicals, you'll love it. Dove Cameron also in it. Kristen Chenoweth also in it. Juan, you would actually love Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. Do you know? Do you know, do you know anything about it? Is that like Dune, but with like a smidge? A smidge of dune? A smidge of dune. Um, Schmigadoon is like parody musical. Not parody, because it's like not making fun of it. It's paying homage to musicals. Forget what that word is, where it's not a, like not making fun of it. Um, but it's making fun of... Er, it's not making fun of musicals. It's paying homage to um, big movie musicals. So like the first season is an homage to like musicals like Brigadoon and Oklahoma and Carousel like those Rodgers and Hammerstein's ones mm -hmm. of like the 50s and it's about uh it's Cecily Strong and Keegan-Michael Key who are hikers and they end up in this world where it's a musical okay. it's, it's a very teen beach movie it's like that um so the first season is all like paying homage to these like 50s and 40s musicals right and then the second season is Chicago. Chicago, and it's paying homage to those kind of darker music uh, uh, musicals of like the seventies. So your Chicago hair, cats. not cats. They might do cats next. Who knows? Chicago cat, Schmevy side layer, but um, <laughs> and like so the characters. All the actors from the, the first season basically return, but they're playing different characters. So, like, season one, Dove Cameron is, like, a farmer's daughter um, who's, like, overly sexualized. all farmer's daughters that are overly sexualized? Because, like, that's, like, you know, how, how women were portrayed um, in the musicals back then. But then in the new one in Chicago, um, she's playing basically Liza Minnelli's character uh, from Cabaret. And it's incredible. Where she falls in love with a bisexual and she goes, what? Yes, where she says, fuck him. And he says, so do I. 
um but yeah you might you would probably love schmigadoon highly recommend and i hope they get a third season because it's amazing and alan cumming is great his character in the first one is a closeted uh gay mayor gay mayor um in the first season and then second season he's basically playing like a sweeney todd character okay a, a butcher a butcher who maybe wants to cut up some kids cut them Ooh. kids up baby cut them up and Christian Chenoweth, here's him in Christian Chenoweth. She plays like a Mrs. Hannigan type character in the second season. So, oh, you know, they're slang. Just shout out to Alan Cumming. I love that. By Icon. More trivia though Lisa Kudrow received a degree in biology from Vassar College. What? And Mira Sorvino received a degree in Asian studies from Harvard. So during what? production, they nicknamed each other Smart and Smarter. They okay. literally have, like, those degrees? Yes. Like, Lisa Kudrow is a degree in biology? That's what it says. Stan. That's not, like, super hard to believe. Like, her parents... I, I, I'm just making this up. But, like, maybe her parents were, like, you have to get a degree in something, and then you can do acting on the side. Like, get a degree in something useful, and you can do acting on the side, and then just acting took off. Wow. But she can, tell you, she can tell you about your body. But, 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 I think that's anatomy. Biology is just, oh, I guess it's just life, huh? Yeah. She can tell you about life, the life of life. life. Anyways, okay. um, an Oscar winner and rising star at the time. Okay, this is where we get sad, and, like, I knew this going into this movie. I've heard about this in the whole Me Too movement. But oh um, Mira, Sorvino, Mira Sorvino's career was all but ruined by Harvey Weinstein when he blacklisted her in Hollywood in retaliation for refusing his advances. Peter Jackson wanted to cast her in a major role in his Lord of the Rings trilogy, but Weinstein forbade it. He's just a guy. So, just like he's literally just a guy. Like, how how can anyone just be like, no, you can't hire her? Because everyone was scared of him. Why? He's no just a guy. Anything. What would he, he do? Take your film away? Running the town? Yeah. Is my is my bald spot really that fucked up on this side? But it's true. Like Mira Servino at the time, she was, you know, about to win an Oscar. She was dating uh, Quentin Tarantino at the time. We won't hold that against her. I was going to say that's not any better. We won't make we we all make mistakes. Um, but yeah, and then she her career kind of died off. You know, if you say the name Mira Sorvino, a lot of people don't know who she is. Whereas if you it's say like Voldemort, Lisa Kudrow people know um speaking okay, of so what i'm hearing is he dead no he's in jail oh cool you think he's gonna die in jail i hope so i hope someone stabs him that'd be fun uh for years you know people have asked about a sequel um i know lisa kudrow and mira servino like reunited at the sag awards and they were wearing suits that were the same colors as the the dresses that they were at the end of the movie Cute. Um, so they've reunited a bunch. People are always asking about a sequel. Alan Cumming said in January of this year that he wants to do a sequel, but says it'll never happen because of Hollywood's rampant misogyny and ageism towards its two female leads, Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino. He pointed out that if it had been about two men, they would have had six sequels by now. 
Um, in June of last year, Mira Sorvino revealed on the Today Show that they were getting closer to a potential sequel. And that same week, Lisa Crujo teased that Romy and Michelle may reunite someday soon, um, saying that the screenwriter Robin Schiff was in the process of thinking about it and coming up with something. I feel like it'd be cool for them to do like a, isn't there like a tent, a, a 30, a, another reunion? I feel like it's 10 years, every 10 years. You can't do they it every do 10 one years. every 10 years? No, but isn't there, there's a 10 year and there's a 20th for sure. Well, I don't know if, if they I'm keep not famous going by the time it. I have the 20th reunion, it's game over. I don't know if they keep going after that. Cause like how, how many times are you going to see these people? The yeah. At some point, just get together on your own time, you know? Um, but anyways, and then last thing that I'll note before we get into it is just that the soundtrack is full of bops. Um, you know, we got the Go-Go's Bananarama, a bunch of like 80s songs, because it's the songs that would have been popular when they were in high school. Yes. Uh, Karma Chameleon, I Want Candy. Always something there to remind me. Venus. I'm your Venus. That's Bananarama. Oh, it is. Heaven is a place on earth. Everybody wants to rule the world. Um, Turning yeah. Japanese by the Vapors. Yes, great. Just great stuff. Um, but what's your history with this film? Um, with this film? I think I saw it with you for the first time. Oh, in college. I've never heard of it. And I think, yeah, we saw it together in like your dorm room with maybe Lisa. Maybe it's just me and you. I I remember the three of us being there, like us showing her the the dance scene. But I don't know if we watched the whole thing with her. I made it. I think you showed her the dance scene, and then you showed me the movie because I was like, "Well, it's that." You said, "What's that?" I love it. I love this, honey. What's this? Yeah, for me, I think I I would have had to see this late high school, maybe early college, because like. I had always heard of it, especially with, you know me, I was a little like, like I love friends and I would go, I just, I really liked Wikipedia. Shout out to Wikipedia. I I was just a big fan of her. I never donate to them, but love them, use them all the time. Listen, someone donates to them or else they'd be gone by now. So it's not my problem. But you know, when you find like, there's like an actor you like and you go on their IMDb and you find stuff from like the 90s. Like, I remember finding out about, like, Freaks and Geeks and seeing, like, oh, all these actors that I love are in this show. I should watch it. Um, I think it was like that for Lisa Kudrow, probably. Like, I found out that she was in this old 90s movie, and I was like, ooh, maybe I'll love it. And then I watched it, and I was like, ooh, love it. And <laughs> you then, said, ooh, uh, I was right. But it wasn't one, it wasn't like a, a clueless 10 things I hate about you. Like, I didn't find it as early on as those ones. Um Maybe because I was just searching for the teen movies. And this is technically adults. These are women. These are 28-year-old women. Well, you could kind of also say that this like, movie is like kind of a teen movie. Because it does like yeah. them in high school more than... It's like 50-50 split. Back, and then the dynamics are back to high school when they go to the reunion. Um, but anyways, this movie starts out with... I'm just a girl. How many movies have started with just that song? I don't know. Name another one. No, I wanted you because I was actually wondering. I was like legitimately well, wondering. This song is in Clueless. 
Oh, it's like yes. when Cher is driving it and it's on the soundtrack, but it doesn't start with it. Uh, mm -hmm. But we've got some kooky little title cards. We love a movie that just does some kooky title This movie cards. starts with title cards. Very quirky. Yes. But it does like all of them. Because, you know, there's like legally you have to show like produced by blah, blah, blah. Like there's a, a minimum that you have to show for movies. That's why like you don't see the names of every fucking actor at the beginning of every movie. Sometimes they're like, we'll just show it at the end. Only. billing. Yeah, but this one is like, here's the actors. It says Lisa Kudrow, Mira Sorvino, Janine Garofalo, and He's others. literally everyone. Yeah, There's not that many people in this movie that have speaking roles, so it's like, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love that, you know, there's, it's like these little patterns in the background. It's fun. Love that. Um, we are in Venice Beach, California, at uh, Romy and Michelle's apartment. They are watching Pretty Woman on TV. And Pretty Woman. Yes. Making fun of it, but... Michelle Loki likes this movie. She's like, I just. <laughs> I like when she. What is I she like saying? when she gets to shop. Yes, like yes, yes. yes. Shop. I get. I just. I, I just get. I just get really happy when she gets to shop. Yeah, it's like okay. Also, they have a beachfront apartment. They're rich as hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's not really established how they can afford Earn that. Money. Well, and so Michelle is unemployed, and Romy, you know, works at that car dealership at the Jaguar. Um. So yeah, I don't. It doesn't really make sense that they live there, but sure. Um. So they are getting ready to go out, and they say it's the cutest they've ever looked. Yes. Um. Romy drops her fat-free diet. Um. That she invented. A diet yeah. of. Gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corn. If that's all you eat, yeah, you'll probably lose some weight. Diets Maybe. were so 90s, you know? Yeah. 90s were all about diets. Every time I hear the word diet, I can only think of, um, who's that little, who's that little gremlin bitch, that high energy whore with like the, the, the stars and stripes like jumper? Oh, Richard Simmons. It reminds me of Richard Simmons because I remember growing up, there was like a thing about him or something. He's like, the first word in diet. What's the first word in diet? Die. Yeah. And that's true. So he was like anti diet. He was anti diet pro. Love exercise. that. Love that. So true. Love him. Hope he's doing well. He's a king. Yeah. Um, Hope he so watched that leotard. We're at the club and we have a bartender who looks like John Travolta. Is what I wrote down. <laughs> he did. Like him. He did. Um, but Romy and Michelle are like absolutely nobody's here. Like, there's no guys here tonight, so they dance together. Yeah, um, I love their their conversation of like when they almost kiss, and she goes, "No," um, and then she goes, "If we're not if we're not married in thirty years, uh, by the time we're thirty, cycle back." Yes, it's. Like, sometimes I just wish I was a lesbian, and then it's like, should we just have sex just to see if we are? Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if we're not, you, like, I could never imagine having sex with a woman, but if we're not married by 30, ask me again. Yeah. Which is in two years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. Oh, because we can calculate how old they are based on how old we are. Well, it says they're 28. Oh. Because it's 10 years after the high school reunion, which makes sense. Yeah, they 
Okay. They happen to line up with our age currently. Whoa. <laughs> but that dynamic is very like um broad city of like how Alana was always low key in love with um Abby. With Abby. And then flip um, it. And then yeah, what... Abby actually ended up being queer in the show and then obviously in real life as well. But um, Alana, straight, I think. Straight, sadly, I think, yeah. Sad. Married, has a kid. Waste of time. That's okay. Who's she He's married to? A man? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yes. Um, anyways, we see Romy at work and Ramon flirting with her. Nasty ass Ramon. Nasty. Yes. And then who shows up but Heather Mooney, played by Janine Garofalo, who asks if Romy is going to the reunion. You know, she she got her invite. In Tucson. In Tucson, because they went to Sagebrush High School in Tucson, which sounds like real it place? could be real. I don't I'll think so, it but it sounds like it could be. Keep talking. At I'll least look it up. wasn't like Desert Cactus High. Listen, if they had said Desert Cactus High School, it would have been true. Yeah, there's so many Desert Ridge, Mountain Ridge, Desert Mountain, like all these high schools are named that. Yeah, Shadow Mountain. I was because when I was about to come up with a fake name, I was about to say Saguaro High School, but that's a real real. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, look it up. Every school in Arizona is just named either Mountain, Shadow, Valley, Desert, Desert. Yes, it's like get over it, get over it. When am I going to get Cactus Red High School? Yours wasn't though. No, mine was Westwood, Mm -hmm. but we had a racist mascot. Yes, you were the Warriors. Warriors. Um. Anyways, what the f- sagebrush? Sagebrush. Okay. Okay. Um, and she's asking about like Michelle, and so Heather thought that Michelle would be married to Sandy Frank by now, because as we'll find out later, Sandy Frank was very in love with Michelle. But as Heather Mooney says right here. She says she was very much in love with him. Because Romy's like, weren't you like obsessed with him? And she's like, obsessed? What? And I was very much in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> I could not be obsessed. Um, Sagebrush High School in Tucson. Aha. It's real. Oh, okay. Have fun. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and for two seconds, I got to live in the the fantasy that it was a real high school and that <laughs> that the writer did their research there picked a real school well, i guess not it was a lie great <laughs> um so the girls are looking at their yearbook and we have the flashback sequence and it's just these older actors playing their younger selves younger versions very cute so we have heather smoking and seeing a mysterious cowboy man played by I... justin Perot. Very hot, very mysterious. I love a mysterious cowboy. Mm-hmm. If a lot of looking people, in the face. a lot of people on the letterbox, shout out letterbox, I'm wearing a letterbox hat. Um, we're we're drawing parallels to like this movie and Mulholland Drive, which is a David Lynch film, and it's because it has a big dream sequence, just like Mulholland Drive. It's very dreamlike, and then Justin Thoreau is in it. And in this movie, Justin Thoreau plays a like mysterious cowboy. And in Mulholland Drive, he plays a film director who is directing a mysterious cowboy. And honestly, I'm I'm seeing the parallels. Like 
people as you're saying like, them you're seeing them if david lynch they're saying like if david lynch didn't lynch made like a high school comedy this would be it it would be like this movie um this does have a lot of extended dream sequences um also they tell the story about the boy whose name came between theirs oh yeah because they're like i remember he launched the full campaign because people mm -hmm. were getting mad at us. Because they want because their pictures were next to each other. No, their pictures are but of each other. Yeah, and yeah, in the yearbook, um, they both have W names. Um, I wrote gay theater boys. Did we see theater kids? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, they as because as they're going through it, they're talking about like the A squad, and they're like, "Who is the B squad?" They're like, "Probably the theater kids." And they're like, "Oh, I had such a crush on this one guy," mm -hmm. and it. They're like, "But I don't know why he never got my advances." And he's like, "Yeah." There's like a flashback to him and like another guy going like, "Yeah, yeah, um, yeah." That's right. Um, and then Sandy Frank, played by Alan Cumming, was the geek who was in love with Michelle, and he um, would carry a big notebook to cover his boner. Oh, and then Toby was the yearbook photo person. Can was... I get your picture right now? Fuck yeah. you, Toby. Uh, and also, Toby played by um, Milo Mannheim's mom. Is that Milo Mannheim's mom? Yes, and she's been an actor for years. Like I remember she was on Hannah Montana. She played like Selena Gomez's character's like manager or something. She's been in things for years. Milo Mayhem's mom, Milo Mayhem's mom, Milo Mayhem's mom. Yeah, but that's that's his mom. That's his mother. He she mothered. She was mothering. With later at the limos in the dream sequence when she hovers over the <laughs> she flies over <laughs> the sunroof. That's such a good bit of like that's when you start to see that it's like a dream sequence. Like, You're like just wait, what's fucking going weird? On? The logistics of this. <laughs> Hey guys, the vote's about to happen. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we also have Romy in love with Billy Christensen, who was dating Christy Masters. Uh, Christy girl. Masters from the A group who puts the magnets on Michelle's back brace. What a fucking bitch. Why why is she like such a I was gonna call her a skank whore. Okay. <laughs> I, I was gonna be like, why is she such a little skank whore? I mean, you're um, supposed to hate her, yeah. I mean, we are because why is she such a bitch? Like, okay, this is weird. I have to work multiple proms while I was at the museum, right? Oh, but people I think are having their proms at the museum. You can have them there. Not anymore. I think we're done with them forever. Okay. <laughs> um, God bless. Um, but. I saw a couple like, like just people at the prom, like boys and girls. Like, why? Are you, why are some of them just bitches? You saw like the mean kids of school. Literally, just like they're just like them being mean to other people. I'm like, what's why? What's wrong with all of them? Who's mean anymore? Who Who's yells? Literally, who literally? <laughs> it's literally so weird. Also, like some kids were like flipping off their teachers behind their backs. I'm like, what's wrong Ooh, with you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Flip off your underpaid teacher who's literally just who's fucking trying to, trying to you teach education? you. Yeah, like what? It's it's literally insanity. Like sometimes I would be like, what's wrong with all of you kids? Like, why are you all like this? I thought Gen Z was supposed to be kind and caring. I thought Gen Z's were like supposed to be like cool. Also, like, I don't know. Kids are fucking crazy. Kids are weird. Mm-hmm. 
so true so true um billy christensen by the way that actor i was like wasn't this dude on friends yeah he played fun bobby on friends and that's like the only thing i recognize him from so fun bobby um i like sally sally is a great character was she one of the a group people She's one of the A group girls, the girl that's like later on. She's played by that hot girl, by that hot woman. I forget what her name is with the sleepy eyes. Sure, but not Elaine Hendricks from The Parent Trap, because Elaine like... Hendricks herself. Yeah, that's her. No, I thought her name was Lisa. I thought it was Sally. I thought her name was Lisa Luter because they put her name down. Everyone, shut up! Everyone, shut the hell up! I'm look. It's her Lisa. name is Lisa Luter. <laughs> Where did you get Sally? I don't know. Sally on the line and the Wikipedia at all. Okay, Lisa. Lisa. She's the one who's part of the A group, but like in the flashback, she's pointing out that they do have style and stuff. And then later we see that she's. Yeah, she's like a kind person. Because she goes, she goes, I think they made them themselves, those outfits in like home ec. She was like, I think Mm -hmm. they're great. She said they're slaying, Your Honor. Yeah, so she's the one where it's like she's hanging out with these mean girls, but she's like not really. She's like, why? She's literally me going, why y'all bitches? Mm -hmm. Um, and then at prom we see that Michelle uh, rejects Sandy Frank's dance. Heather, Uh, I well, the funny part is she goes, it's prom. What in in their accents? She goes, it's prom. Like no one's gonna, no one's gonna say no to anyone tonight. Mm-hmm. And me- followed by immediate no's from everyone. Yeah. Um, Heather sees the cowboy again. Uh, and then Romy wants to dance with Billy. And he says that he will. But he ends up ditching her and leaving with Christy. Girl. Get a grip. Get a life. And get over it. I haven't seen this movie since probably I first saw it. Or maybe showed you. We don't know. Uh, but I couldn't remember what happened. I was like, does he dance with her? They wouldn't do that. Like, that wouldn't make sense for this. And then, yeah, he ditched her. I think that's really fucked up. But also, like, girl, after 10 minutes, I would have left. I would have left. 10 minutes what? Oh, of sh- her waiting? Yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah. stayed there the whole dance. Yeah. And then um, that's when she goes, I hear that and I think of you. Mm-hmm. And they're so dancing and it's sad. Yes. Uh, so Romy and Michelle decide to go to their reunion to show up everyone. They're like, we're going to go and be the talk of the town. She says, well, first we need jobs and boyfriends. Yes, because they do this questionnaire and they're realizing that their lives suck. Are nothing. They yeah. go, when she goes, I'm unemployed. And she goes, unemployed? And she goes, no, 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 don't say that. Didn't you used to work at, like, whatever? And she goes, like, put freelance style like fashion, yeah. Yeah. Um, do re- reunions really have you do a questionnaire? I hope the fuck not. Uh, I, I think my parents not. went to one of the reunions. I'll have to ask. I feel like they did. I mean, I could ask my friends who literally went to theirs. I I doubt they do anymore because I feel like... It's kind of fucked up. Well, I also feel like you could just look at their social media and see what's going on, maybe. But, like, I don't know. It just seems weird to be like, fill out this questionnaire because what are they going to do with that info? Do they, like, share that info to everyone so you, like, you know what to talk about? Like, why don't you just ask them at the reunion what they do now? 
Why do you need to know before you go? Listen, yeah. Listen, what what do you need to catch up on? The but way that I'm just gonna go, aren't don't you don't you have like 17 kids now? Like what's up? You think my life is boring? Yes, I don't have my own home, but at least I don't have children. At least I don't have a mortgage. Yeah. No, I love but, a mortgage. I want a mortgage. I want to pay a more. I want to have a house. I want a bra. That's why I'm thinking maybe they just made up that component for the movie because then that's what motivates them to change and everything. Yeah. You know? Uh. Anyway, so yeah, so they need a new job, um, and they need boyfriends, and they uh, it's, it's Romy, right, who wants to lose weight in two weeks. Yeah, so Romy, Romy's obsessed with weight, even though she's fine. She looks hot. And that's um, what the 90s and 2000s were. They did the first we word in diet. They said, get skinnier, bitch. You ain't skinny unless you're a size negative one. Mm-hmm. So we have them at the gym. They're doing <laughs> the bicycle bit where they're like, hey, hey, Michelle, what does this remind you of? And she goes, mm-hmm. I know she's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Michelle interviewing at the Versace store. See, I'm really good at telling people that, like, I'm really believable when I tell people they look good in something, even though I think they don't. Yes, where she tells this woman that she looks good, but then tells the interviewer, see, and like, and I was I'm just great lying. at lying. <laughs> yes. Um, and then she interviews at another store, and then um, they're like, how about our discount outlet? And she goes, that discount outlet, that looks very sad. It looks like a Ross. Listen, I I have gotten some of my favorite shirts at Ross. Not my favorite. Some of my best shirts, like dress shirts at Ross. But when I step in there, mm-hmm. it is a it is a battlefield. It is me fighting my own thoughts about, like, why did I even do this to myself? I truly need to find a newer place to play. A newer you place know, Ross has great stuff, just... You're, it's, it's hard to even walk in there when there's so much stuff on the floor. Like people yeah. don't put anything back. Everything's misplaced. There's always kids running around. There's shit on the ground. Kids playing, like full on having a play session with toys on the floor. It's very weird. I. That's just how Ross is. On um Smosh, they just did like a. They were doing a live stream where like, um, they were reading an unreleased episode of every blank ever the show that, that they do mm-hmm. um so they read the script for every ross ever and it was a like um someone training the new employees being like uh all right you like you see this shirt just throw it wherever you want like that's <laughs> how you restock um it's just so yeah. fucked up like uh, here's my thing i think as people you, and you know what's the sad part? And you know who is Ross? Part? And who is Ross? Matthews, the hilarious. Um, here's the sad thing. It's not that like poor people are dirty. It's that every a majority of people on this planet don't give a fuck about anything. And mm-hmm. if the money isn't there to have someone clean it up for you, everywhere would look like this. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, I've seen rich people not to again. I work at a specific venue with specific clientele. Those people are fucking gross. Mm-hmm. Like I have seen fairly well-off people be the nastiest, nastiest, leaving paper, food, fucking glasses everywhere. Like I'm like, how do you all not clean up after yourselves? And it's because they know that the money is there to clean up after them. 
Mm-hmm. So, what? Oh, my PS5. <laughs> Maybe, no. You talking about poor people and then talking about your PS5. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I spent good. I worked hard to buy my one luxury item. I know, I know, I know. Um. Anyways, but so Michelle does not want that job. She's like, no, I can't do I this. wouldn't either. Um, we have Romy searching for a boyfriend in the club. Um, and at AA. Hi, my name's Re- I love her accent. My name is Romy, and I can't do it. My name's Romy. Yes, that's the one. Do it, do it, do it, do the AA. And I'm an alcoholic. My name is Romy. (laughs) My name is Romy, and I'm an alcoholic. Ah! So I can do two accents, Michael (laughs) Kane and. Roomy. You can do two impressions. Those are yeah. accents. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, Mira Sorvino, she's doing an accent. I love your accent. I just go British. Mira Sorvino, who daughter of Paul Sorvino, who we saw in The Rocketeer. Wow. He was in the Rocketeer. May he, he rest in peace. He died he, a couple years ago, I think. He was the rock. It's here. He played the the Rocketeer. No, he played like the the guy. He was at Griffith Park. Cool. The observatory. He was cool. He was a good guy. He was a good guy. Um, played a good guy in the movie. He he came through. Anyways, then we have oh, singled out. Romy also tries to go on singled out, which was the MTV show dating. And they show go, sorry, the we don't take anyone over nineteen. What did they say? Some yeah age. No, over like twenty five. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, twenty five. And for for a second, I thought we were going to get a Chris Hardwick cameo. I was like, is there about to be a Chris Hardwick jump scare? But luckily, <laughs> they didn't show him. Um, and then we are less than a week away from the reunion. Romy has gained a pound. You mad. It's a pound of muscle, baby. You've been Did working you subtract out. 16 pounds for your shoes? <laughs> um, so we have them vegging out and coming up with a plan where they decide, let's just lie. No Why don't we know. lie? She goes, what is something that everyone uses? She goes, post-its. Mm-hmm. But like no one knows who came up with the idea. Post-its. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then they decide to get some cool clothes and a nice car for the reunion to, oh my God, to show wait. up because they look great. So Michelle's going to make the clothes and then Romy will get the car for we'll them. We'll secure the car. Ramon. There is a bit... There is... From Ramon? There is a bit... Um, um, what? There is a bit uh, during the montage of, of like them trying to find boys and get jobs right. My favorite line... Sorry, just I'm finally I like no, lost track of where I was in my notes. Um, I love when she goes, I cut my foot earlier and now my shoe's filling up with blood. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back. I thought about it the other day because I watched this and then like the day after I dropped my water bottle on my foot. Oh god. And then I thought of I was like, oh no, what if my shoe was just filling up with blood right now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want another funny thing? Your when shoe I did went to love with blood. When I went to Halloween Horror Nights the first time, I was like, damn, my feet hurt. And then I took my shoe off. Blood. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. <laughs> there was so much blood. Why? I was wearing Converse. Oh, okay. 
Sure. That doesn't happen every time I wear Converse, though. Um, I'm flat-footed, and Converse don't support that. You were wearing walk- Converse there when you were going to walk around everywhere? Yeah. That's fucked. If you I wore Converse just- when we went on a hike to Griffith Park. I didn't know it was going to be such a hike. <laughs> Paul Sorvino didn't warn me in The Rocketeer. I thought it was I thought it was more of a park. It's called Griffith Park. They love it was a lie. No, if I go to Disneyland or like, you know, a concert, like I wear tennis I wear Nikes. I wanted to be cool. Arch. No. I cool. I thought all of these goth punk punk angsty Halloween motherfuckers were all gonna dress cool, so I wanted to fit in. Yeah, if they're like twenty. You can't you can't be wearing those anymore, like if you're gonna be standing on your feet like for a long time. But you I just think can't. they're neat. Okay. Um I need so hokas. Romy pretends to have sex with Ramon for his car so that his coworkers will think that they're having sex. Better than easy A. Better yeah, than it, easy A. it is an easy A type scene. I also love when <laughs> uh, when she goes. Oh, Ramon, Ramon. Okay, cool. I came. Get off of me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they are ready to go. Watch out, Tucson. Here we come. And the car keeps like backfiring. Um, yeah. And then she keeps saying, Watch out, Tucson. Here we come. Yeah. Woo. Um, Eventually, they get they get on the road. They stop and change at a rest stop diner into some businesswoman suits Ooh. and ask if they have some sort of businesswoman, businesswoman special. Dis- yeah. You know what's funny? Truckers get a lot of specials. I believe that they work hard. When I was trucking, one time they were asked, are you guys truckers? And I said, no, but we're driving trucks. And they're like, you could have just said yes, and we would have given you the discount. I was like, what? I mean, you're technically not. Yeah, I didn't want to take that away yeah, from the yeah. real truckers. Yes. The ice road That's truckers. appropriation. I tried to appropriate their culture. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, but this woman, you know, at the diner, she's like, what kind of business are you in? And they realize they have to pick a business. And that's when they do the, the post-its thing. Yes. This whole time they were just like, we'll show up as business women. They didn't realize they need to pick a business to talk about. They need so, to yes, own the business. They're thinking of something that people use all the time. Um, and that's coming from, because Heather Mooney, when Romy saw her at the dealership, we find out that Heather invented a special kind of paper that's in cigarettes now. Mm-hmm. So now she's rich from that. So they were trying to come up with something like that, but the they could but, seem to get rich off of. But then they're beefing because they go, post-its, what if we do post-its? And they go, well, I invented it and your uncle owns a paper mill and he... Mm-hmm. You, you came, came up, up with the color. Yeah. You came up with the idea to make it yellow. And Michelle is obviously mad because she's like, I can do more than just think of the color. The girls are fighting. Listen, I would have gone with it. I would have been like, okay, cool. I'd love that. Yeah, cool, great. They're fighting. And then this is where we have the um I'm the Mary and you're the Rhoda. I'm the Mary. Yeah, I'm the Mary. Which is really only like again, I've only seen this a couple times. This was like the only line I could remember all the time. And just my favorite line of just I'm, I'm the, the Mary. Mary. 
I didn't know what they were talking about, so I googled it and I said, "Oh, it's a it was a show." Yeah, so Mary Tyler Moore show. There was Mary, and then there was Rhoda, and Rhoda actually had her own spinoff as well. Um, but yeah, so that's what that's about. I'm the Wait, Mary. Why did I write you're the Jewish one? Oh, because because <laughs> she says that to Michelle and Lisa Kojo is Jewish as well. She's like, "You're the Jewish one." Yeah. And then I also love when like, it's not my fault that I lost my I lost my virginity before you did. And she goes, "Yeah, with your cousin." With your cousin, I wouldn't go bragging about it. <laughs> um. So they decide that they're splitting up when they get there, because yeah. they're still in this fight. So when we get to the reunion, Romy talks to Billy and Millie. Millie in a sea of beige and pastels. And Michelle, Michelle talks to Christy, who wants a detailed account of the glue recipe that they used for the post-its. And this is the first in, like little uh, hint that maybe this isn't real, because all of a sudden she knows the recipe for glue. She just knows. She says, first you take the epoxy. And in my head, I'm like, is she using? But in my head, I literally was like, is this real? I didn't it, sounded, it. it sounded real. I believed it. I believe these are like with her biology degree. Well, that's what I was saying. Like maybe she does because she did biology. She now just knows. Know. She just knows. She just rattled that off the top of her head. She said, "I know. I didn't know it. He did." <laughs> Wait, this is my favorite part of the movie. What? When Michelle gets hit by the limo and she fucking flies. <laughs> she goes flying. Oh, it's so good. And again, I forgot that this was a, a, dream, a dream sequence. sequence. <laughs> so when I saw that, I was like, this is camp. This is so stupid. <laughs> I remembered. I remember that it was a dream sequence because of the fact that she goes, because I remembered when she goes, and in my dreams, I knew the recipe for, I knew the formula for glue. Um, but like, <laughs> I saw her fucking flying. Oh, that was so good. So like, the, in the limo is Sandy Frank, who has a new face, which is another hint that this is not real. Not real. Um, he goes, Alan, follow Alan me. I have Kleenexes in it. the limo. I have a bunch of Kleenexes in here. Um, and yes, yeah, so Michelle and Sandy Frank make out in the limo. Um, Billy blows off Christy for Romy. And this is when the dream Get streamier because we have Toby going. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, and Michelle leaving the limo without her shirt. They just when they get like lifted out of the car. Mm -hmm. And when she shows up for the award and says, "Sorry, I couldn't find my top." Um, yeah, so they got the award for most changed for the better uh, award. Romeo and Michelle. Um, Leave with their men separately after the award. The I like that the score oddly reminds me of uh, Edward Scissorhands here because it's like oh. Oh, oh oh yeah 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 little Danny oh. Elfman vibe yeah yeah I was like okay um, and then seventy years later we see Michelle and Sandy basically FaceTiming uh, Romy on her deathbed. She sees Billy, her son Billy Junior. She goes, Bailey, Bailey, sweetie, can you put your mommy on the phone? <laughs> yes. And then 
over FaceTime, basically, they're still having the argument of, I'm the Mary. I'm the Mary. Mary. Yes. Um, and then we realize it was all a dream. She wakes up. Michelle wakes up. Uh, she's sitting in the car um, and walks into the reunion by herself. She sees Toby and she says... And everyone's still dressed in normal clothes. Yes. And Toby's like, where's Michelle? Or... Sorry, where's Romy? And she's like, we're not friends anymore. She's like, oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, Lisa Luter now works for Vogue. She's wearing a suit. Love. Play. Yes. And she's not hanging with the A group. We love that. She goes, we fell out a long time ago. Yes. And then I love when uh, Michelle goes, well, me and Romy fell out a couple hours ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, Christy is now a mother of two, about to be three, married to Billy. Ugh. Yes, not looking great. Um, I mean, nothing wrong with being a mother of three, but they seem to be unhappy. There's a lot wrong with being a mother of three. And we'll see that in a minute. Um, no, Heather, Heather Mooney arrives and says, Romy did not invent post-its. Because <laughs> when, because they're like, oh, well, Oh, you invented the cigarette paper? Well, Romy invented post-its. She's like, no, she didn't. No, because yes, she, did. no, she didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. She's like, it was the guy. She says a specific name. She's like, we were buddies in business school. No, no, no. She goes, we learned about him in business school. Oh, we learned about him in business school. I thought she said we were buddies. Yeah, because I looked him up and they were invented in like the 70s. Yeah, they were. They're a really new invention, actually. Um, but the reason that comes up is because they go like Sandy Frank's like freaking rich now. He like invented, invented the rubber, the rubber and the shoes. I love when Michelle when uh, Michelle goes, oh, like condoms, mm-hmm. like in condoms. He invented the rubber. Oh, like in condoms. So many inventors in our high school class. No, you didn't. So many inventors. I just love yeah her coming and saying no, you didn't. Just like, ruining everything. Yeah, in buy into the bit. In a second. Um, and then we have Romy and Michelle apologizing to each other. That's when Michelle was like, but I knew the, like, I had a dream and I knew the, the formula for glue. Um, and Michelle says, like, she's like, looking back on it, like, high school was fun. Like, let's enjoy this reunion. Like, like we had fun on our own. We don't need to try to look yeah. cool. Um, and then they go put on the iconic dresses, the pink and the blue. I'm your Venus. Is this when Venus plays? Yeah. Yes. Where Venus is playing. Romy tells off Christy. We love that. We have Lisa Luter saying their dresses are not bad. Um, she goes, very clean lines, creative. Yeah. And then. And then all the girls. Well, Christy's all like, well, we think it sucks, right, girls? And then Lisa says, why don't you let them think for themselves for once? Ooh. Imagine Ooh. entering, like, a weird, like, pregnancy pact with, like, your high school friends and you're all just bitchy housewives. Yeah, no. Mm, such yeah. a sad life. The dick yeah. probably ain't that great. And then we have Heather apologizing for blowing... Uh, their lie and she's like shit i didn't realize like like you guys were getting bullied like i thought you guys guys were bullying me being mean to me but like people were being mean to you guys like 
But I think the funny thing here is also like no one was being mean to you. Yeah, no one was really bullying Heather. She was just weird and alone or would tell everyone to fuck off. Because she she had a preconceived notion that people were like mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe um, that was you, Sarah. Maybe she maybe that preconceived was... that, that little Mormon boy. Y'all could have been friends, or he would have tried to date you. Okay. And uh, I think that second one is scarier. After this, I'll when we're offline, I'll pull up his Instagram so you can see. You can see him and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I go, oh, hmm. You say, oh, stereotypical, like, white dude. Yeah. Um. Anywho, then we have, um. oh, Heather signing Toby's yearbook. She's like, please don't tell me to fuck off. It hurts my feelings. And Heather says, you know what? I'll sign your yearbook. Go fucking get your stupid yearbook, Toby. <laughs> um, and then, then Toby runs back and she goes, Sandy Free just landing with a helicopter. Yes. And then Sandy, who is now rich from the rubber invention, he, yeah, he pulls up in his helicopter. He asks Michelle to dance, and she says, Only if Romy can join us. Only if Romy can join us. And we have the iconic time after time dance what? sequence. I need to learn the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. Yes, this yes, good. yes. I love the posing. There's the not enough court dances for three people, you know? Yeah. This is good for three people. I think it was iconic. Incredible. The rolling on the floor. The arm movements. The little jumps with the feet. Yes. It's so good. So good. Um, and then we have Cowboy Clarence talking to Heather Mooney. So basically his thing Heather was like... Heather just needed to fucking invest in a lighter. Yeah. Well, his whole thing was like he had like had a crush on her basically or like you know like he never did anything he just like stood there and she was like i know i treated you wrong but i also had a stutter so that's why i didn't talk yeah um and we later see them making out uh, is that heather yeah from the helicopter view billy is now a drunk loser and he asks romy to hook up with him yeah in a hotel room and she goes, why don't, yeah, go get that room and I'll be up in five minutes. Yeah, so she's like, now he'll see what it's like to just be stood up like that. You know he wait. just fell asleep. Probably, yeah. Um, Michelle and Sandy kiss, and then they they both go in the helicopter, the three of them, and they lift off as everyone watches. Yeah. They got their their amazing ending there um and i wish everyone i just wish everyone in there would see us lift off yeah and then everyone comes out and sees them six years later the girls now have their own store thanks to help from sandy who's um heather is now there as a customer um and the girls at the end they say i think you're the funnest person i know me too with you (laughs) let's fold scarves and the movie you want to fold scarves? Yeah, with them folding scarves. And the end credits play. And that's I'm it, your baby. Venus. Yes. IMDb. 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 Okay, so I pulled some reviews. You think I- they make all the clothes in their store? Yeah, I thought that was, I mean, I assume Michelle makes them, no? Like a little bodega? Okay, slay. 
So I picked a 1 out of 10 and a 10 out of 10. I'll read the 1 out of 10 first. This is by Julius OS, April of last year. 1 out of 10 stars. It's called Worst Movie Ever Made. Horrible film. Worst one ever made. Cannot understand why this is considered iconic. Total waste of time. Would rather watch paint dry. If you haven't seen oh it, God. word of advice, don't. Don't. If you don't want, if you, you haven't, don't. Uh, and then this one is 10 out of 10 stars, written in April 2001 by Shajadan? Chajadan? I don't know. Say um, it. And it's called, Were You Ever a Student in Junior High? What? <laughs> and then this is what it says. Did you pass elementary school? See how junior high looks when it's interpreted through high school? It's a riot. Then grow up. Keep your best friend. Have changed practically not at all. Then meet those people again who's oddly enough haven't changed either. Then learn a lesson and grow like little flowers in a garden. <laughs> An instantaneous, perfect, random choreography. And wow, you got my favorite comedy movie of all time. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Did I just have a stroke listening to you? And grow like little flowers in the garden. Hmm. Ah. So true. Um, I think we had a couple tweets. Let me pull them up here. You know, people in general tend to love this film. Let me see. Let me see. Sorry, I'm scrolling through this tweet about Bridget Mendler and her... Academia. Academia. Yeah, you know how Bridget Mendler like is like a doctor or whatever. It's fucking insane. Yeah, like it's just someone posting her LinkedIn. I love what. Oh, you, oh is it the the tweet that was like, "How do you serve cunt but in academics?" In a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that one. Um. Anyways, Aisa said one of my favorite movies. I love that Elaine Hendricks is in this, but isn't the villain this time? Um. That's true. It's a nice change of pace. Mm -hmm. Elaine Hendricks from The Parent Trap. Yeah, it's because she has those like snake eyes. It's like she's, very she's like good at playing a villain for sure. I Just... like her as a villain, but I also mm -hmm. like her as like a weird like anti-hero. Yeah, I just like her. Anyways, I, just, um, I think she's neat. I just really think she's neat. And then Aisa also said, I love Heather and her dry wit. I hope her and the cowboy are still happy together. And screw Blake. I think I'm assuming she meant Billy. Oh, also, who's Blake? Also, will you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is filling up with blood. <laughs> and then Whitney said, um, I've always loved this movie. The cast is spectacular. The fashion's iconic. And to this day, I still do at least one third of the choreography to time after time, both randomly and when I listen to the song. You know it? I know we should learn it. With Whitney. With Whitney, she can be our third person. Mm -hmm. Anyways, what are our final thoughts on this movie? Our final thoughts? Well, let me tell you. Sorry, I just went... Like, I just did not... I, my brain stopped. 
Um, <laughs> my final thoughts. I I like it. I like. I think it's weird, but I also really like the fact that it's weird. Like it's like, like it doesn't. It's kind of okay. Let me be clear. The part that I think it's weird is that it doesn't have like you know how Clueless has a very strong like plot narrative. Like this one doesn't have like one per se it's just kind of like weird shit after weird shit but i'm also okay with a movie that isn't like they don't have to def they don't have to like reconcile like there doesn't have to be a lot of drama involved you know what i mean it's just two friends going why were we being mean to each other fuck that never mind okay let's be let's, let's do stuff mm -hmm. let's go shopping yeah okay. I, I don't know i like it it's super great i'm gonna give it like 4.5 Mm-hmm. Five because it does feel a little well, I don't know. Five star. Fuck it. Five stars. No, I feel you because I was also like I was like, for some reason, this doesn't feel five star to me. And like I think it's just the I plot. felt bad for that, but yeah, it, I think maybe just because the plot is a little looser, which isn't necessarily bad. Just like when I compare it to like other movies of like the nineties that are like iconic like that, like mm -hmm. Clueless Ten Things, um, those feel a little stronger. Um, but this movie's still really funny and good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm going to do like 4.3. Little white, little white of a movie. We got Ramon, but not really anyone else. In Tucson. You tell Shout me. Shout out no, to Tucson. You're telling me no Hispanic kids were at that Tucson school. No, it was a white, it was a white school. Um, I'm going to give it a solid four. Okay. Four stars. It's still it's a great movie. It just it, it feels weird when you watch it. Yeah, it just feel, and that's the David Lynchian. And maybe that's it. it. Maybe that's it. That is um if yeah, if the originals come back, like I would watch a sequel, honestly. If the plot is way stronger, I think it'd be like one of those things that's like the sequel is better than the original kind of thing. Yeah. There's some movies with like where I'm like, that doesn't need another one. Like it's good as a one off. Like like Beetlejuice 2. I don't, I don't know about that. Get what we're doing there. What are you going to do again? Like, is what he going to learn another lesson? Like, I don't know. He's understand. Beetlejuice. Yeah. He's just going to be Beetlejuice. And again, it's going to be the same thing. But like this, you could see like them at another point in their lives. Like, I don't know. It could be another fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, those I think are it'd our... be a good redemption. Yeah. 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 Um, and we could see like, them as moms i don't think they'd be moms you don't think her and sandy frank and michelle and sandy frank had some little kid sandy jr maybe or it could be about how they don't want to be moms or it can be like like they accidentally like not accidentally but like one of them is like becomes a mom and then it's like I don't know how to be a mom. Yeah. Or it could be they finally realized they were in love with each other and they did get married at 30. <laughs> they can't oh. realize they were lesbians. We love that. And Sandy is just their best friend. I don't know. Their sugar daddy who pays for everything still. Sugar papi. Anyways, um, good movie. And shout out to Mona May for, again, incredible costumes. Incredible. Uh, now let's give a shout out to the one, the only. Ooh, ooh, I, miss, the girls who love me, 
Iris is our podcast artist and her friend. You can follow her and support her endeavors on Instagram and Twitter at Creamsicle Panda, social media star. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and even Tumblr at Planet Weird Pond. Isn't that exciting, y'all? And then obviously, if you want to support, you can buy some merch, um, you know, write a review, just share us in general. Uh, or you can, of course, uh, support us on Patreon where you'll get some extra goodies, like a video version of the podcast. Um, or, you know, our bonus episodes where we talk about Disney Channel shows. So go go click on the Patreon link, see if you want to sign up over there. Um, we do have a new patron. New patron. Shout out to Kylie Noop, I believe is how you say it. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds fake to me, Kylie Nope. Noop. Noop. So shout out to Kylie Noop. Grace Worspon, Shelby Deacon, Emily Palmer, Jared Van Leeuwen, Enrique Buenrostro, Jose Contreras Jr., Lindsay Britt, Nile Hernandez, Aisa Youssef, Fiona Hart, Kelly, and Ivy. Garment. Okay. Because what has this month been about? It, but if not garments, garments, garments right. excellent yeah. garments, beautiful garments, created beautiful, by Mona May. Beautiful gowns. Gowns, garments. Do you know that video? What? Do you know that video of um? Who is it? Is it? Let me see here. I can't remember who she's talking about either. I don't know what you're talking about. It's Aretha Franklin, but I forget. She's like being asked about um, like musicians. Like Mm -hmm. describe them in like a couple words. Wait, okay. Oh, I think she was talking about Taylor Swift. It's this video. Is about divas. I want to just sort of throw out a few names of divas and sort of get your one-word reaction, sort of get your impression mm. of various singers. So when I say that the name Adele, what comes to mind? Mm-hmm. Young singer, good singer. Alicia Keys. Um, young performer, good writer, producer. Taylor Swift. Okay, great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> uh, Whitney Houston. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. I um, what is she, What was the first one? Adele. Adele, amazing singer. Good. I love how she just doesn't. She just goes good, good mm-hmm. singer, good Great performer. Producer. Uh, okay, gowns, beautiful gowns, 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 beautiful gowns. Anyways, um, okay, so yes, this month was all about the gowns and the garments, but next month will be all about. One man who I think we're going everyone, from women to men. I think I think everyone in the world universally loves him. Not just any man, not just any man. This is this is the man. This is this is one Oscar of the best, Isaac. No, this is one of the oh. best men to ever live. <laughs> Are you talking about Pedro Pascal? No. Oh, this what is kind of course. Man? It's June. We got to talk about Jack Black for Jack Black June. Yes. Exactly. 
And we will be doing three movies in June. Three oh. of his incredible what? films. Are there that many weekends? Yeah, so it, we've lined it up um, for three three of those and then a couple three of Jack Black movies. I'm not going to complain. Yes, exactly. So we will be talking about School of Rock. We already we didn't do that? No. <laughs> what? We did not. We didn't do like a commentary? Mm, uh, we, mm, Are you sure we didn't do a thing? For we that? never did an episode though, for sure. Shut the fuck up. What? No, we never did an episode. You're lying. We just watch it all the time. <laughs> There's like a chance we did a, a a commentary, but I don't either either way. We don't we, keep we, track of what we do here. Anyways, School of Rock, Kung Fu Panda. And to end it on a spooky note, goosebumps. Interesting choices. Thank you. I thank thought we were you. gonna go with um what's the one where he has to guitar fight the devil? Tenacious D. Yeah, I thought we were gonna go to Tenacious this D. This could be the first of Jack Black June that it could be an ongoing We can go from Jack thing. Black June to get Jack July. No, I mean like there could be more movies for another Jack Black June that we could do. He's got a great list of filmography. Anyone want to watch the three-hour King Kong movie? Sure. Ah, I do. How about I do? But I do. Yes. Yeah, so um, if you watch any of those, send us your thoughts because we'll be talking about those all month long in I June. I do love Kung Fu Panda. Yes. I yeah, mean, I it created it. a big trilogy and they're making another one. What? There's like a fourth one. I never really even saw the third one. Oh, I did. I saw it um, with my floor at the dorms. Grace cried. Was it? Oh my god! <laughs> Grace cried. I remember looking over at her and she was crying. Oh, uh, you're like, okay. Yes. Um, hey, we can't really say shit because me and you cried at Sing too. I didn't cry, but I got emotional. I was like, oh, god I damn it, they did it again. Cried. I cried. They did it again with that movie. They fucking um, did it. Anyways. You know what? DreamWorks really someone give DreamWorks their roses. I mean, they've they've gotten it. You know what I mean? Like no mm. one's saying that DreamWorks is bad, but like DreamWorks really is putting it out. They're killing it. They're throwing their whole cat out there. We will be off next week just because of how the weeks line up. It's um, crazy. It's hard to you know to do. Because of the way we have to schedule it out every other week, do movie, Patreon, movie, Patreon, to get everything situated, we will take next week off the 26th. But yes, on the 2nd of June, we will be back with the School of Rock episode. And then um, on the. Ready for, uh, ready for a summer skewel. For summer skewel. And on the. Starts. On the 9th and the 23rd of June will be our Patreon episodes, which are going to be about. Kim Possible. Come and be me if you want to reach me. What's and remember, you get to vote. Yes, so we'll be talking about the pilot of Kim Possible. And then if you um, are a patron, a $15 patron, you get to vote on what you want the other episode to be. So go join the Patreon if you want to hear us talk about Kim Possible. Kimberly Ann. That will we'll be in incredible. Yes. All right. Well, we hope you've had a good Mona May. We hope it's treated you well. And um, we will catch you later. We'll see you in June. Bye-bye. Catch you on the flippity-flop, bitches. Ah!